You're with Dr. Darlie Elise, bringing you uncommon insights and practices on wellness, relationships, and spirituality in seven-minute nuggets or less. Power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. But is the latter part true? Power comes in diverse forms. Let's look at a few. Wealth. With enough money, one can buy things that aren't even for sale. Influence. It's the reason brands will pay celebrities millions of dollars to endorse their products. Knowledge or intelligence. The traditional professor-to-student power dynamic is predicated on the idea that professors know more than their students. Physical strength is another form of power. Superhero movies thrill us because we witness beings of exceptional strength display their power and hopefully defeat the villains who are incredibly strong in their own right. Physical beauty. The truth of the matter is, good-looking people do have an advantage. The good news is, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Experience. Finish this sentence for me. Mother knows best and they're quick to remind you should you ever forget. Social network. According to research, you are more likely to get an interview and get the job if you are introduced to the hiring manager by mutual acquaintance. Gifting or talent. Whether musicians, comedians, actors, singers, athletes, we have all heard of the high-profile cases involving famously talented people in which said talents are argued as a reason to dismiss accusations against them, even in the face of evidence that they have violated others and have broken the law. Power can also come in the form of titles. King, Queen, President, CEO, Pastor, Doctor, Director, Owner, Elder, etc. I'm sure we can think of more. Of course, Possessing influence, being beautiful or talented, having experience, or holding a title are not inherently problematic. Where we have an issue is, in family and society, we typically engage with one another based on these power structures. But healthy relationships aren't based on power. They're based on love. In the intervening period between the incredible beginning of the first two chapters of Genesis and the spectacularly happy ending found in the last two chapters of Revelation, is the story of a planet filled with pain and suffering. And every worldview, presently and throughout history, has behind it an attempt to process and make sense of this tumult. We all live with the ache of sin. No matter your gender, ethnicity, socioeconomic status, nationality, or generation you're born in. Why all this misery? The answer is because of our misuse of power. Havoc and chaos are the direct and indirect result of everyday decisions that affect every aspect of our lives. You see, power is to be at the service of love. Our inverted world is so because we try to wield power to strong arm love, and that's the bedrock of abuse. Exploitation is present in interpersonal, corporate, geopolitical, religious, and ecological relationships, but God models for us a better way. Remember that power list? Well, God has it all. When it comes to wealth, God tells us in Psalm 50 verse 12, all the earth is mine and all its fullness. In terms of influence, no other deity, historical figure, or holy book has influenced and shaped the world more than Yahweh, his son Jesus of Nazareth, and the Bible. As far as knowledge and intelligence, Psalm 147 verse 5 says, Great is our Lord, his understanding is 
infinite. In regards to physical strength, Paul informs us in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 25, the weakness of God is stronger than men. Concerning God's physical beauty, we see his reflection in the beauty of nature. Romans 1 verse 20 says, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. With reference to his experience, Jesus proclaims in Revelation 22 verse 13, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. As for God's social network, the Godhead governs all of creation in our known universe and far beyond. On the subject of gifting and talent, well, he's creator of everything, according to John 1 verse 3. In the field of titles, oh, he's got many. Let's go with the name he gives in Exodus 3 verse 14 that encapsulates all his titles. I am. You can't get any richer, more influential, more intelligent, stronger, more beautiful, more experienced, more connected, more talented, or higher ranked than God. Yet, God doesn't leverage his power to intimidate us into compliance because healthy relationships aren't based on power. They're based on love. The definitive text on the nature of God is 1 John 4 verse 8. It says, God is love. That's what sets the Judeo-Christian God apart from the pack. He's not just loving. He's not just the God of love. He is love. We may also say, with biblical support, God is merciful, God is kind, God is patient, God is just, God is generous, God is compassionate. And he is, indeed, all those things. But those are all expressions of love. And he, through Jesus Christ, invites people everywhere to be transformed into a new humanity that operates from a place of love. The challenge before you and me is to choose to use our power in the service of love, not once, not twice, not as some occasional noble gesture, but always to fully embrace it as our modus operandi. We live in a highly divisive cultural climate, though I personally think there are precious few moments in human history when that statement doesn't apply. Still, this postmodern flavor of highly divisive cultural climate is ours to navigate. What a welcome relief it would be if Christians approached the hostile discourse around any given topic with the intention of using our power or privilege in the service of love. Thanks for joining me today. If you liked what you heard, share it with a friend. See you next time.